It is an unfortunate fact that the elderly are taken advantage of every day. While the estate planning and government assistance laws are quite complex and ever-changing, how do you keep track of them? Through elder law attorney Michael Cohen. He's there for you to answer any of your planning questions in a way that you and your loved ones will easily understand. Mike has devoted his entire career to dutifully informing and protecting our parents and grandparents, aunts and uncles, anyone in need. Join us now to learn more about estate planning essentials with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here now are Michael and Don. This is your Estate Planning Essentials Radio and Podcast Program, and my name is Don Crawford, Jr., the owner of KWM Radio and co-host of this fine program, honestly seeking to protect your family and you. The name of this program is Estate Planning Essentials, and I'm sitting with my co-host, my friend, my attorney, the attorney, Michael Cohen. Hello, Michael. Well, I don't know about the, but the? thank you, thank well, you for that. They say that with the Ohio State football team, right? The Ohio State football yeah, team. What yeah, does that mean? Like there's nobody like them? And I, I guess so. There, and there may be a second Ohio State program. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> um, other history. God gave me the wisdom to change this format about six years ago, and we've been blessed, and it's worked out very, very well. And before that format, we, we did Legends, and one of the Stars of Legends, of course, was Elvis Presley, and his music, which goes back oh, 60 years. I lost track how far back Elvis goes, but he married Lisa Marie, is my understanding, or um, and married Priscilla. Priscilla, and then they had a daughter, and Priscilla, or Lisa, then had a child. And one of the child is named Riley, is my understanding. Riley Keough is her name? Yeah. Uh, Lisa Marie had a daughter named Riley, Riley and also a son who unfortunately is now deceased. Oh, okay. And then he, she had two younger children uh, from her fourth marriage. Oh, gosh. Okay. I didn't know there were four. Anyway, we loved Elvis. We loved his music. Um, promoted him significantly on the station. Married um, Priscilla. Now I understand... When Lisa Marie passed, it's all out war there. And Riley, the daughter of Lisa Marie and Priscilla, don't talk at all. They're not friends. And again, it's gotten very bellicose the last few weeks, is my understanding. It was very sad, but that's what happened. And this is what Michael wants to prevent every day of his life. These wars that end up being created because of money or greed or other things that get in the way. And he just wants it to be crystal clear as to what happens when someone becomes a disabled or when they pass away. So that's a sad story. There's another, I guess it's sad, a story. And this is a little more extreme. You have a, a sweetheart, apparently, like the Presleys and Elvis. And then you have the other side of the coin, Charles Manson. Michael, that is no uh, amenable, agreeable situation either. And Manson died a long time ago. He died in 2017. Okay. And this so what's is, that, like six years? He, well, it's not quite because it's clor, clor, closer to the end of the years, like November of 2017. Okay. But still, there's a battle over his estate. Now, you might say, well, gee, the Presleys, I understand, because all, you know, Elvis with all of his albums and all the great songs and his movies and Graceland. his name and mm-hmm. image and mm-hmm. likeness. 
and so many different things about he was the king, right? Well, Charles Manson wasn't a king. No. He was, and this is as demonic as we could probably think of. Mm -hmm. And so this is not a show to promote or to say anything about people like that, but it is the same. The the problem is planning Mm -hmm. or lack thereof. Okay, so Charles Manson, unfortunately, the notorious mass murderer, I guess you would call him, because so many got killed at that helter-skelter situation in California so many years ago for which he was serving life in prison. He died, as you said, in November of 2017. What would he even have to fight over? First of all, people, as sick as this may sound, are interested in murderabilia. Murderabilia, okay. Murderabilia. Wow. Yeah, um, and anything with all sorts of bad characters. I was—I remember. I know this sounds awful too, but and I, somebody out there may know who they are. But I'm going to just say it anyway. I remember going to a birthday party at um, a Dallasite's home, and what they had because they were well-to-do, uh, and they had artwork by Hitler. I think that's a little awful. Yes, to say the least. <laughs> I mean, Hitler's watch is sold, I think, in February, uh, just of this year, 2023, for a million dollars. Yeah, people would, people are interested in these awful people, and they're willing to buy stuff as a result. I would hope they would put that watch in the garbage disposal or flush it down the drain. I mean, this is pathetic. But that's what people do. And so the same thing is applicable for the awful character— of Charles Manson. Mm. He had a he did have a few songs that Guns N' Roses and the Beach Boys and I think Marilyn Manson used to make a songs. Uh, he did have clothing and a couple guitars, but that's about it. But his except for his name, image and likeness too. So people will buy anything for that. Now a memorabilia or maybe a murderabilia collector uh, in California, became pen pals with Charles Manson. Goodness. And so he said to be able to collect this, these types of things uh, that Charles Manson had a handwritten will that said all of his stuff like the royalties and, you know, anything like, whether it be the uh, songs or Anything else, like the name, image, and likeness, would all go to him, Okay, his pen pal. Like in Texas, you could have uh, holographic wills, holy in handwriting, if it's holy in your handwriting. Now, whether the will is valid is a different question, because the uh, will was also, while he was in prison, said that the pen pal was a witness. Well, if that was in Texas, that wouldn't be any good. But this isn't in Texas. In California, under the laws, if the person could be shown that there was no undue influence or other types of things like that, then the will still could be valid. In the meantime, another there's been a series of people who've been saying that they want Charles Manson's estate. 
several have got, this thing has been going on. Well, I said he died in 2017. This has been going on for at least five years, four or five years. Uh, there's been different judges. There's been different people who has made claims. A half sister. Uh, the latest one is a says that they're a biological son. Hmm. The interesting thing about that, and so they may want to take a DNA test. They may have to. Yeah. Although the there's another one who claims to be uh, related, a grandchild. Okay, so Charles Manson had a son, Charles Manson Jr. Of course, he changed his name. It's not exactly a name that you want to be associated with. No. And um, Charles Manson Jr. was married. There's no question that Charles Manson Jr. is the son of of Charles Manson. Unfortunately, well, I don't know if it's fortunately or unfortunately, but uh, he passed before Charles Manson did. Now, Charles Manson Jr. was married to a woman in Ohio. That woman had a child. It is unknown for sure who was the father on that birth certificate. It was clear it was not clear. It did not say who the father was, unlike on Charles Manson Jr.'s birth certificate, where it's clear it says that he, that Charles Manson was the father. Okay. They got divorced. Charles Manson Jr. moved to Texas from Ohio. He was served with papers for child support. It's not clear whether he even received the papers, and he didn't answer the lawsuit. So... He said, so the, uh, so the question was, if he is the court order in Ohio, because he didn't answer, when you don't answer, they say, okay, well, judgment for the wife. Sure. Okay? So does that mean that he acknowledges that he was the father, Charles Manson Jr., had a son? Does that mean that he had a son, this guy named Freeman? Jason Freeman. Jason Freeman. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. Yeah, because he, he uh, I think, uh, later on, I'm not sure, he got something else. He took somebody else's name at a later date. I'm not positive how okay. that came about. Because it, the, the interesting thing about that is because, for example, on this other guy that just came out of the woodworks in 2023, he said, you know, I'm the biological son, so they'll maybe take a DNA test. But... On that, um, I think this other one that was the biological son says he may have been adopted. Well, if you're adopted, don't you lose your rights? I don't know. I don't know what California law is in Texas. I think that would be a question. Uh, just like uh, on, uh, just like on whoever is the judge. Um, now, it was even a problem for a long period of time. In California, who's in charge of the body? Hmm. On last week's show, we were going through a whole series of uh, legal documents. One of the ones I did not mention that reminds me of is bis- disposition of bodily remains. Who's in charge of your body? Gotcha. Well, if there had been a disposition of bodily remains, it, they fought over even who's in charge. Who's in charge of taking care of a funeral or a cremation? That took months in the Charles Manson situation. Well. Finally, in California, they decided that Jason Freeman, the one that was the grandchild, 
should be in charge, and so that means he would be in charge of the funeral expenses. I think there's like 25 people at uh, uh, Charles Manson's funeral, which was a cremation. Okay. They had more in attendance than they anticipated. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so even they had to determine that. They did determine uh, in California uh, through a different different when the court it was like a county type of decision another governmental entity that mm-hmm. that jason freeman was the only heir at that time so he's so a that, true grandson well according to that okay. uh, determination of that governmental entity it wasn't by the court but by a governmental entity to determine who could bury mm-hmm. manson it could very well be that the courts decide that Jason Freeman is the legitimate grandchild by saying that if he didn't, since Charles Manson Jr. didn't respond to the support order, that he's the only heir. It could be, and that we'll find out more. Because, but just because you're the only heir, does that mean that you're entitled to the estate? Mm-hmm. Well, it depends if the will's valid. Was the will valid? Now, the other person, not not Jason Freeman, but the other one who claims to be the biological son, says, no, there's a problem with that will. Look at the handwriting. It looks like it's different handwriting on one page than the other page. And even if you had the proper handwriting, was there not undue influence? Mm. And how could you be at the jail and be a witness? I don't know all the different facts, but what are you going to do if you're the judge? This is is why it's been going on for four or five years and series of judges. The first judge said, uh, on the when we talked we talked about this years ago. We had a show on this years ago. It's just now that there's going to be hearing uh, at the end of March Mm -hmm. uh, to determine some of these things. Uh, So I don't know if it'll be the end because every time you think it'd be the end. This thing keeps going on. Remember, we had a show on James Brown, the famous rock star, and his case went on for 25 years. Mm-hmm. By the way, what's the moral of the story? Even somebody who has seems like limited assets should have at least a simple will. True. And it should be done the right way. Agreed. Uh, but in any event, and plan your, do your planning. But mm-hmm. here, was it a valid will? Maybe. Well, the judge is going to have to decide. The first judge, I was going to say, said just because you got the support order, he there's no proof he ever even got uh, a copy of that, much less answer it. So, therefore, that doesn't prove that you're the grandchild. Now, the new judge, I think, might feel differently, the newest of judges, because there's been a series of judges. So it may okay. depend uh, on who your judge is. Just kind of like who could be your referee in a football game. Sure. <laughs> Must we? <laughs> <laughs> so it, it really could depend. Right. So um, this judge is more likely to say like the uh, court, the like who determined uh, the uh, decision on burying that Jason Freeman is the grandchild because they don't have anything else to go by. Right. And that could very well be that ends up being the decision. But, again, is it a valid will? Was it In Texas, it has to be wholly in the handwriting of the—when you do a handwritten will, it has to be all in your handwriting. I had somebody who came as a client, said, oh, I wrote my husband's will, and I just had him sign it. No, that's no good. 
It has to be holy in your handwriting. So then do you get expert witnesses on handwriting? Maybe. Yeah. And okay, so now let's say it's holy in the handwriting of Charles Manson. Is it still good? Well, now the the duty is on the pen pal to show it wasn't under undue influence or duress or something else that mm. persuaded him. In that will, by the way, it says I don't give I specifically don't give anything to anybody alleging that they're my child or any other descendant or other relative. Now, a lot of people don't feel so good about people trying to to uh, you know have, be interested in murderabilia to begin with. You know, I'm going to come up with something bold and probably different than what most people feel. Well, I don't know about much. There must be a reason for the laws being the way they are. But why don't you, if you have, if there's somebody who's going to cash in, it should be the victim's families. Why won't we have a law like that? I don't know. There's probably a justifiable reason, but I think those who are the victims should be the ones who should get the money, not the ones who just happen to be uh, a a descendant. Right. In this case, for sure, because it's such an ugly criminal uh, happening that occurred what? It doesn't matter how long it occurred ago, but why does he get to put his hand out and we have to fill it? Right. He's benefiting by crime and uh, a horrible tragedy that no one's ever going to forget. No, and in fact, we almost make it bigger than life. Right. You know, I think Tarantino made a film, A Day in the Life of Hollywood or something like that. Brought in like $400 million for right. it. Just a made. few years ago. Right. Unbelievable. So we make, they, we seem to sensationalize it and make it, grandize it to make it bigger and better or more. I don't know if it's better, but we seem to, we stay tuned. We want to see what, what happened. I agree with you. The, the victims end up being the culprits many times, and that's not fair. Right. Why should, why should, and when they have to relive what happened to their relatives? Right. Is that right? Jason Freeman even said he believes Manson's spirit is in heaven. I said, well, that's really sad and interesting, and, um, you know, that's what you believe? That's what you believe? Goodness gracious, I sure don't. Yeah, I... Well, I mean, anybody could believe whatever they want, and that's their. Everybody's everybody sure. has an opinion, as they mm-hmm. say, and mm-hmm. um, whether it's right or wrong is a difference of opinion. Yeah, I've never seen any evidence of that, but nevertheless, um, I've seen evidence of of Michael's talents, his expertise, and you should be a beneficiary of that by attending his next workshop. That is in person. That is locally here in Dallas, and that is dated for Saturday, March the eighteenth at ten o'clock. And Michael. Tell them all about these wonderful workshops. First of all, you've been doing these for 10 years now? A long yeah. time. Yeah, over, a little over 10 years Very now. successful workshops. Yeah, well, you know, we started doing them a long time ago because people were questioning, in that case, about the tax laws changing. Is that right? And that. it became popular, and we started doing them every month. And then we got to every few weeks. I'm uh, kind of... Uh, kind of stayed about every month now. Sometimes mm-hmm. during the pandemic, I was doing it every two or three weeks. Uh, but we're now back in person, um, and we ask people to come and do what, ask whatever questions they want to know. I've never had a question, by the way, about Charles Manson. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you but know, the principles for sure about making sure you have a plan because we've talked about that. Elvis, uh, Prince. Charles Manson, and what Manson is, what, he's got hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's not a lot of money that they're fighting over, and it's been six years. All right. Some people estimate the estate. 
Oh, from like three or four hundred thousand to a million dollars, just because most of the name, image, likeness, maybe a few of these songs that the uh, like Guns and Roses and Beach Boys and Marilyn Manson right. had uh, sung. Uh, so, but it also it's mostly that image and likeness. And somebody says, "Oh, I want one of his guitars," and who knows how much that will sell for. Uh, so, it's those clothing. You know, they fight over the little bittiest of things. Uh, but in any event. Um, uh, the, the moral of the story there, as you just said, is everybody should plan. Does that mean that even if somebody in prison should have things? Yeah, probably. All right. Um, okay. Well, uh, in any event, we ask people what they want to know, mm-hmm. whether it's about wills, whether it's about trust, whether it's about probably paying for care at home. See, this is the way they should be, too. Is a little presentation, 10, 15 minutes. Michael talks about his day planning, government assistance. And then from that point forward, it becomes organic for the next what, hour and a half plus where you just naturally ask questions, which you have been wanting to ask, especially someone who's local here in Dallas who knows the law probably better than anybody. And then you listen to other people's questions too, and you internalize them. And then you ask yourself, hmm. Um, this is applied to me, et cetera, et cetera. So they're they're invaluable experiences. Well, I appreciate that. I it's mean, true. we just add, we just want to make sure that people uh, learn something about their own situation. You know, it's it's free. Mm-hmm. It's no obligation. We just, um, you know, whether they want to meet again after that's their choice. And mm-hmm. even if they did meet, we if they go to the free estate planning essentials workshop, we give them a free vision meeting just to go over their individual situation. Um, so we consider that like a $1,500 value, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, it's up to them. We think it's, um, uh, it's, it's just answering your questions and not having to feel like you're pressured on anything because you're going to be with a group of people, um, and people, different people ask different things, whatever it is that's on their mind. Mm-hmm. So it's two hours. Like you said, it's free. Uh, we ask you what you want to know. We answer the questions. Sometimes it's more about estate planning. Sometimes more about things like Medicaid and paying for care, whether it be in a nursing or at home. Social Security. It could be about Social Security. Mm-hmm. It could be about supplemental security income. Last time there was a question about the difference between supplemental security income and Social Security disability income and what the impact are, was on different things. Sometimes we had a question about veterans' benefits, uh, uh, selling of a home and different types of trust that we could do on that. Sometimes it's trust in connection with Medicaid, like uh, preserving resources for those who plan ahead, or somebody who's already disabled and having a will. They had a child and a grandchild that were disabled, and how do we protect those assets so they don't lose their public benefits and that both of them could benefit? I like uh, your theater of the mind that you taught us years ago where you have all these boxes to choose from, and then you put boxes, smaller boxes within the boxes. That's always locked in with me. I never forget that, and it makes it really easy to understand what you're saying. Yeah, so a lot of times we're about to do a diagram. Sometimes we do a diagram to say, okay, what do you want to protect? Mm -hmm. All right, do you want to protect if your spouse remarries? Okay, we could put in this box. What about, do we have to think about, uh, is there any, are you charitably inclined? Oh, let's say if we had this box for, for a spouse and you have significant more assets, maybe you do some sort of charitable remainder trust. Now, that's not the normal question, by the way, but it was a question this week, mm-hmm. and that's the only reason why I think about it is because we said, oh, gee, maybe that's the IRA could be stretched out longer than the 10 years, and you could give to charity at the same time. Um, in any event, uh, th- there could be questions about if you're concerned about your child's spouse. 
I, I want to protect them, even if they're a good spouse. I say, oh, my, my child might give everything to their spouse, and then they might get remarried, and I want to take care of my grandchildren. Maybe I just want to protect my child from a bad marriage at the time of my death. Mm-hmm. Maybe oh, it could be any number of things. Well, the list goes on. It could mm-hmm. be if you're disabled. It, it could does. be if somebody's underage. It could be any number of things. Well, the bottom line is we say, what is it that you want to know? What is it that you want to protect? Is it for public benefits? Is it for uh, estate planning, from taxes? Is it, you know, your fa- we want really what we really want to do is not protect necessarily assets, but protect your loved ones. Mm-hmm. Make it as easy as possible for your loved ones to take care of not only yourself during your lifetime, but then and be in control during your lifetime, but also to protect your loved ones the way you want, as easy as possible. Whether so, it's not only death, but also disability, because you know, as people live longer, they should become disabled. So a lot of times, people forget that as well. So anyway, we go over whatever it is, like you just said, see whatever options that people want to know, and so to let you know that there are different things you can do. It's just a matter of figuring out what you want to do. Just right. think of it like a cafeteria line. Well, you, you get to see whatever it is. You just didn't know, and you may want to take a little taste, but whatever it is, you, you can kind of figure it out, and then you just protect whatever it is that you want to insure. And against. that's the beauty of it. You get the, you've now just heard the passion of Michael Cohen and what he does and has been doing for decades now. So consequently, attend his next workshop so you can ascertain the facts or at least the ideas regarding your situation, and then attend... Uh, not only attend that workshop uh, on Saturday, March the 18th, but also then get a free vision meeting after that workshop where you get to sit down with Michael privately to discuss your circumstances. To do that, dial 214-720-0102, 214-720-0102, or go to DallasElderLawyer.com, DallasElderLawyer.com, where you can also find the podcast of all of his programs for the past many years. Michael, one minute left. The moral of the story when it comes to Charles Manson, dare I say the name, or other people in this world. Well, I think everybody, the lesson should be learned is, here it is, they didn't even have that large of a state. And here it is, they've been fighting for five years. Bottom line, take care of yourself and your loved ones. If you love them, you ought to take care of them. And that means do a little bit of planning to make it as easy as possible. Whether you become disabled or die, have the appropriate documents. At least have a review of, or have a review of what you have if you do have documents and make sure that you have things done the way you want under your own terms and conditions where you retain control and then make it as easy as possible and protect your loved ones the way you want as you desire. Protection, that's the bottom line. Protect what you've, you own, you've earned, so that it goes where you want it to go while you're alive or when you pass away. Dallas Elder Law Attorney Michael Cohen, we thank you, sir. Thank you, Don. Leading estate planner practicing law for decades in Dallas, Texas, Michael Cohen is ready to educate you about the Texas and federal laws. The next step to that end is to attend his next workshop by going to his website, which is DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com and sign up for that free estate planning essentials workshop. Or you can also call him by dialing 214-720-0102. 
That's 214-720-0102. A talk show host on KAAM for eight years now, Michael Cohen is the person you want to evaluate what could currently be a rather insufficient estate plan. Make certain that is not the case and that it is created and completed your way by signing up for his next free workshop today. 214-720-0102.